Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, it's finally time for our first pay-per-view of 2024 and the main event is a big one. After a heated build-up, a press conference that went off the rails and an actual cage-side brawl, I think it's fair to say the MMA community are pretty hyped about Sean Strickland defending his middleweight title against Drickus Duplessis. Now, Sean was able to put on the performance of a lifetime in winning the belt, but how will that style work against someone like DDP, who's yet to lose in the UFC and has finished several opponents with his unorthodox but explosive striking? Today, we're going to see how these two men match up and take a look at Sean Strickland's stand-up game, what makes DDP's striking so unique, the grappling of Drickus, and where both guys might be vulnerable. So we're going to start by taking a look at Sean Strickland, what makes up his striking game, how he got to where he is, the middleweight championship. How is he so good? How how does he do it? So we'll start with his fight against Brendan Allen. One, two, and this is basic Sean Strickland. But look where he throws these punches from. They're from the hip. They're from the angles. They come upwards, okay? Traditionally, people keep their hands up high and you throw from the top. Sean's hands are low and they come very linear right up the middle which makes him even harder to read and it's not just the speed of these as well but the accuracy is able to pick shots right down the middle in between people's guards as well and he'll set this up with a double jab and it's all about putting this right hand over the top of his opponent's lead hand typically against brendan allen here again nice linear straight up the middle very hard to read and comes back with another combination as well but right between the hands of brendan and again, here we go, just touching, and he gets the drop, gets the stagger, never puts too much behind a lot of those short punches. They just come up the middle really quick, makes it hard to read, there's no step in, there's no turning the shoulder over, they just come right up the middle. And he mixes that offense combined with this great defense here. It was on display against Adesanya, just parrying the jab every single time, keeping the pressure, grabbed his hand to teep to the body, pulls from the kick, Parries away the uh, the switch kick to the body. Just great distance management and control from Sean. Mixed in with the offense until he gets you into a position like this with Izzy, where he's controlling the distance, avoid, avoiding all of these kicks. And then we go right here. He stood straight in front of Israel Adesanya. And we see this Philly shell style where Sean carries his hands down here like this. Traditionally, when most people jab, they'll come from you know a position where the hands are up and the jab's coming up the middle, whereas Sean's lead hand is down here another reason the philly shell works in, in its own way and these jabs come up from below the eye level a lot harder to read a lot harder to intercept and also if the jab's just going to be your distracting punch to put your right hand over the top it's a lot harder to see it when it just comes up from nowhere as well so we see here from sean his left hand the punch comes from here right up the middle not straight across right up and then he just turns and puts the right hand over the top and that first punch was a distraction to get that right hand over the top as well. But there's another reason that kind of shot lands. Against your eye hole here, jab. And the second one, he turns into a hook around the side. Hurts your eye, and this is something else Sean's good at. When he overcommits on shots like this, he'll roll through and switch stance as he does. 
But as he rolls through on these extra punches on the end of his combinations, these are great for tagging people who are retreating away from the pressure he's putting on them. So stepping through and rolling is something else Sean's very good at. So you see against Izzy here as well, jab, jab, right hand to the body, a bit too close, but he'll step through and roll with this left hook over the top as well. And these shots are really hard to see because you assume his combination is over and his head's down here, but he's rolling and throwing from the hip. And again, I want to talk about the accuracy of Sean. Even in these close exchanges here, he's able to land all these shots on the chin and it's this pressure, 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 the non-stop pressure. And Sean's quite good at covering distance as well. Right here, you'll see he's kind of in south pole, right foot forward. He brings that left foot up. And as soon as it hits the ground, he's throwing the right hand at the same time. So he's kind of a stepping right hand. And as soon as he sees you do this, that's when he'll start to unload combinations after combinations. The worst thing you can do against Sean Strickland is shell up like this because he is not gonna stop hitting you. You're showing him you're not ready to fight back and he'll unload and anyone who gets in those positions. This is great against Uriah here. Lots of parrying of the jab from Uriah with this right hand. Did a great job parrying the jab. So what does Sean do? Steps around, loops it round. Uriah goes to parry and the left hook comes around the side. Great job just taking away that lead hand parry. Sees he's hurt him and the same thing again from Sean. If he knows you're hurt, he's gonna pour it on nonstop. And that's exactly what he does here against Uriah against the cage. And we see that with all of his opponents as well. So he loves to work the jab. He loves to put that, that long straight over the top as well. And if you start to parry, he'll loop it into a hook. But it's always from angles to make shots harder to read and harder to see as well. And it all kind combines together with his defense and his pressure to make up Sean Strickland's striking game. So that's Sean Strickland in a nutshell. Not too much you will have learned there probably. A lot of people know how Sean Strickland's game works. But let's take a look at DDP because he's had a lot of success in the UFC and he's quite an unorthodox guy, especially when it comes to his striking as well. So DDP loves to blitz and cover distance. His whole game, apart from this all awkward movement and the stance switching you'll see, is about blitzing forward and trying to cover distance. So right here, always stepping all the way through on his punches. So instead of, you know, throwing your jab and then maybe your two behind it, Dricus Duplessis on almost every shot steps through and stance switches as he throws. So if he's in southpaw, he'll throw his straight left and he'll land in orthodox and then he'll throw his right and he'll land in southpaw and he constantly moves across and throws. Now that's not the way you usually teach someone how to, to fight. You wanna stay in your stance and be ready to be able to throw if you're moving backwards, if you're moving forwards, never taking these huge steps to get you out of your base and your defensive position. But Dricus Duplessis is not only a really explosive guy, but he has a ton of confidence in his ability. And on almost all his punches, he'll fire right through and step. Now that works for a lot of different reasons. You cover a lot more distance. If the left hand's gonna go here, you know, that's the edge of my range. But if I step through and end up in orthodox, I've almost doubled the length of my punch. And there's a lot of defensive vulnerabilities and we'll have a look at those, but that's how Drickus covers range and you get a lot more power when you're pushing your whole body through to it. So he just goes one after the other, stepping through because he has confidence that if he does land it, he's gonna take your head off. So we'll see it again here in these tight exchanges, right hand, left, right. And again, the whole time he's advancing here, he's switching stances as he steps on these punches. Straight left, he'll take this left foot and it's gonna land over here in orthodox, boom. At the same time, he's throwing a right hand and he steps back through to southpaw to throw the left again, constant switching. Tavares again here, long right, looks like he's out of range, but because he steps all the way through and the next punch, bam, he lands the left hand from southpaw now. Outside leg kick steps on the right and this time comes through with a left hook. So people retreat away from him thinking they're clear of these punches, 
But because he steps through every time, he's able to land these follow-up shots. And again here, one, two, this time the left hook, boom, and he's gonna keep stepping through for the right hand, and he'll just keep moving forward. And it's a good way to push his opponents all the way back against the fence as well, where he can do some good work. And he doesn't just do this in a straight line as well. He'll do it in the pocket, jab, steps out into orthodox here, Lead hook steps back through to land in southpaw. So he's able to jab, come out at an angle, step back in and switch stance and throw again as well. Against Whitaker here, sweeps the leg and stepping through with the right hand, switches to southpaw, switches back to orthodox. And this is backing Whitaker up. This was working on Whitaker. Same thing again here, pulls the left, right and the left hook as well. Big power from, from DDP. So apart from comboing these shots together where he's stepping through in all these punches, Drickers also just has a lot of power. So when he pot shots you with a jab, it's not like normal where some people are just trying to range find or just pump the jab out there. He steps through hard and heavy on these shots and he's hurt people with them as well. This is a, a shot he landed multiple times against Rob and it's actually the shot that dropped him is his lead jab here. So let's just watch him exchange these jabs with Rob here. So in tight, boom, just one jab, Right over the left arm, on the side of the head, great shot. Wobbles the knees a little, Rob, right there. Same again, right jab, right over the top of this check hook. Again, stays in the pocket, tries to fire back, but Drickers knows he's landing it. And right here as well, bouncy, bouncy. Jabs out of range, Rob pulls, no problem. But this time, Drickers steps in a little deeper, boom. The same jab as Rob's trying to parry, and that's the one that drops him. And Drickers isn't even looking. He wasn't following up with that. He threw it and then turned away because he didn't know what was coming back. But you can see the power from DDP. If he can just step in and drop you with a jab, you've got to respect that at all times. And you don't know if he's gonna step or if he's gonna move and then go again and then go again until there's nowhere left to go. And this is him finishing Rob right here again, stepping through on every single punch so he can just keep the offense going. He never has to stop punching because he's never not in a position to punch you. And he's following you with every step. And he hits really hard, thunderous body shot. And then these right hands clang off the side of Rob Whitaker, just break him down. I mean, Drickers Duplessis, for a guy that used to fight at welterweight, hits very hard for a middleweight. So we've talked about this jab of Sean Strickland that comes up from nowhere. The only problem with this is because he's so jab dependent, sometimes he'll trade jabs with people and sometimes he'll, he'll land his jab first and it works great. But let's have a look at some of these trades, which he's happy to do because against DDP, if he's gonna be trading jab for jab, which I feel like is gonna happen in this fight, Who's gonna come out on top of that? You know, Sean, someone who jabs a lot, or DDP, someone who drops people with his jab. So against a boost right here, waiting, boom. Trade jabs, Sean actually gets the worst of this exchange right here. And this is just a pattern you'll see in all his fights. Nice jab there. Usually he's good at taking the head off the center line, as he does with a follow-up right hand to get away from it. But in a lot of his fights, especially against Uriah, it was jab for jab, it was very back and forth. Brendan Allen, these two trade jabs a lot. Boom, both step in with their jabs right here. And we're gonna see it again right here as well. Boom, both stepping in with their jabs. And Sean's following up with these nice punches as well, but you know, because this is something Sean does, it's, it's part of his game, you know, it gives me a little cause for concern if they do start trading like this, if DDP's not gonna have the power advantage in these kind of exchanges, and this kind of a shot could get like a, a finishing sequence going for DDP maybe. So against Brendan Allen as well, we saw Allen throw and switch stance a little bit as Sean was retreating and he was able to, to sort of corral Sean into positions and land a bit of offense on him. So we can see a little bit of an example of how Drickus Duplessis likes to switch stance and move forward and how that worked on Sean right here. So left hook, boom, switches stance and crashes into him right here as well. But he's been able to back Sean up because he's been able to chain that offense together 
We'll see another example of it here. Left hook to the body, stays in orthodox, squares up the feet, goes southpaw again to land this left hook, and then steps back forward into orthodox to follow up and chamber this left hook at the end as well. So again, it's kind of that continuation in the pocket and being able to throw and keep stepping through. And you saw Sean on the break there, just got the hand up in time, that left hook was close. Okay, so that's some of the striking, but we're gonna talk about the grappling in this fight as well, because DDP, Drickers, he loves to shoot takedowns and he does a lot of damage on top with, with ground and pound, and he also threatens with submissions. And because of his crazy unorthodox style, you never really know when these takedowns are coming. He's able to get them from positions that you probably think you wouldn't be able to set up a takedown from. Right here against Darren Till, long shot for the ankle pick. Looks like he's out, but he latches onto the leg here as well, wraps around, and he's able to just hold onto position and turn this into a double leg. He's got a tenacity when he shoots these takedowns, and I'm sure it comes from his rugby days. And obviously, we've seen how much damage he can do when he gets you in bad positions. He's also a guy that will throw punches and do damage, really high strike rate, because he's always trying to do offense. He's not really a control guy. It's damage, damage, damage. Right here as well, Rob locks up this under over, wraps the top of the head. You think Rob's in good position for a takedown, but Drickus rotates, steps around, and then brings the left foot across and ends up taking down Robert Whittaker, which I think a lot of people were surprised about. And when he was in top position, he's immediately threatening to attack the neck because he has confidence in his submissions. He's got finishes in there, but he's also landed a lot of ground pound, just bouncing Rob Whittaker's head around like he's a weight class below him right here. He's doing a lot of damage with these ground and pound punches. You've got to respect. If you're underneath Drickus Duplessis, it's a dangerous place to be. And here again, running to the cage against Trevin Giles and just chasing nice chain wrestling, attacking Kimura positions right here as well, using it to sweep and now attacking the neck on these, these, these sprawl positions. So Drickus has a lot of submission attacks in his game and he uses that to flatten him out. Lovely little takedown there, slides straight through into the back. Now that might be on Darren Till and, and his wrestling game there, but still a, straight into a dominant position for Drickus. Same thing here, shoots a takedown, straight through into full mount where he can rain this ground a pound. And this is a position he found himself in a lot in his early career. People roll into the backs and him just choking them out. He has a lot of submissions. So we know Sean likes to wrestle a bit as well. Doesn't always do it. He's more of an opportunistic takedown guy. I feel like if he, if he knows the takedown's there and it's easy to get, he'll get it. Do you know what I mean? But he also has a few other tactics. You know, I think cardio is a big question coming into this one as well. I'm sure some people in the comments are talking about the cardio. But Sean has the ability to also take the fight where he wants it at times as well. He can keep it on the feet, but here's some good examples of how he's able to turn it into grappling exchanges, which he might want to use to help slow down the fight against Drickus as well. So here he slips the right hand to the outside, grabs the body lock, and then just walks him back towards the cage. Here, shot to the body. Again, gonna throw the right hand, roll underneath, collect the underhooks, and then just walk his man to the cage where he can put him and slow down the pace of the fight. I expect Sean to do this, it's in his tool belt. Here we go, rolling underneath as well. And Sean's good in these close, tight exchanges. If Drickus wants to continue these combinations, Sean's got good eyes. And also retreating here as well, pulls this left and drops a nice right hand over the top if he's gonna be dealing with that forward pressure of Drickus. So I've shown what's good about Drickus's striking game, but let's maybe take a look at some of the ways he's got himself in trouble a little bit with that kind of a style as well when he's crashing forward into people. So here against Rob, he steps in for a blitz, almost gets caught by that right hand there, just gets the head off the center line. 
And again here against Brad, steps in for this blitz, this right hand just about misses, and he turns this into a mad scramble where he'll level change down and try and attack wrestling as well, which he can do if it doesn't really go his way. But the next time he tries this against Brad, steps in one, two, slip roll on a beautiful right hand for Brad Tavares right there. And then drops Drickus as well as he tries to scramble through these situations, not able to get it off this time. And against Brunson here, getting backed up and doing this, shelling, just walking backwards, looking like he's in a pretty bad spot, tries to wrestle off the back foot and ends up on his back. So again, this sort of unorthodox, chaotic style is not doing him any favors. Darren did a great job actually keeping him against the fence. And when these blitzes came, framing and getting out as well, which is something we could see Sean do, keep the pressure along the fence and still be able to get out of range. And here against Darren as well, steps in and hits a big elbow. Well timed from Darren Till, but again, Drickus leaping into danger there and getting caught. Same thing, you know, good read by Darren to time this. And again, we see Drickus retreating, retreating, and kind of stumbling over himself a little bit. You know, he always sometimes has a little crazy wild with the footwork, but from a single collar clinch here, boom, level change on the legs. It's a great takedown. Not many guys you'll see from a single collar able to level change like that and get the takedown. And again, it's all about the tenacity with these takedowns. It's just gonna run through you and explode from these positions you wouldn't expect. Tries to level change here, gets caught by a knee. And again, he's backed up, hands up. This is a bad spot to be, but he dives forward and somehow turns it into a takedown. So again, this is the this is the rugby style, I feel, of Drickus. Even in a bad position, he's gonna dive on your legs and try and take you down. Same thing here fully backed up against the cage, hands up, but Drickus will throw punches from here as well. He'll step forward off the fence line against Trevin Giles. You know, this doesn't look good for Drickus Duplessis to be backing up and covering up. Trevin's very much aware though that there are shots coming back from Drickus, and even later in this fight, we saw the same thing happened. Backed up to the fence here, boom, boom, boom. Covering up, completely defensive posture, no threat at all. Steps forward with the jab. Now Trevin's pulled, you think that right hand is only gonna come to about here at the extent of his jab, but he steps through again, switches stance, and the right hand goes a bit further, twice the distance like we talked about, and he knocks him out with it. I mean, absolutely crazy, you know? The fact that you could put Drickus Duplessis against the cage like this, and he'll jab, and you think, oh, I'm okay. This two, it's not gonna come too far, but he'll step right through, and it's gone almost double the distance and he's knocked him out with it. You know, Drickus Duplessis is a guy who's very unpredictable. Even when you think you're safe, you know, he can explode forward and catch you with something you're not even aware of. So Sean has to be careful if he's pressuring, has to be very, very aware that, you know, it's not just the jab range, you know, Drickus could take that extra step. So Sean's gonna have to gauge distance really carefully. All right, well, there you have it. That's a basic breakdown of both guys, maybe how they'll match up as well. If you ask me, it's a great fight. You've got two guys who aren't afraid to sort of throw in combination, two guys that love to push their opponents to the fence, and it's definitely going to be a war, if you ask me. I'm sure Sean's going to move forward, try and jab, try and keep the pace of the fight slow, but with Drickus, he's all about those big, big explosive bursts, you know, and he could catapult himself forward and catch Sean retreating with his chin up, or Sean could roll to the outside of all those punches and then count counter, pull back, counter, or he might just keep Drickus in a place against the fence and completely shut him down like he did with Adesanya. The difference with Adesanya is though, you know, he likes to set things up. He kind of operates one shot at a time until he gets that kill shot. Whereas Drickus is going to just launch himself forward at you. 
So it's a very different matchup. And I think it makes for a good stylistic clash. I don't know who you think is going to win. Personally, I think Sean's got the defensive capability to see these shots come in and avoid them and then snowball into his own game, get the cardio game going. But at the same time, Drikas Duplessis has surprised so many people along the way, every step of the way. 100% if Drikas Duplessis can step forward one of those big shots, I think he can knock Sean out but I think the defensive game of Sean might be the X factor here. But what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments down below. I hope you enjoyed this one. Another breakdown coming throughout the year. That's one down, 11 more to do. So it'll be a good time. But uh, thanks for watching, guys. Appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you in the next one.